Welcome to Podcasting for the Right Reasons, where ABC brings the drama. And we are double dosing it with some analysis with two bachelorettes. Hey guys, I'm Armardia. My name is Brennan, and welcome back to welcome back to the next season of Bachelor of the Bachelorette, and another season of podcasting for that reasons along with it. Yeah, I'm loving the the Bachelorettes, the S that they threw on there. Yeah, I like how fun. I can't make an S yeah. like the. It, I'm loving it, but it also looks like I didn't know what it was uh, when I was first seeing people like posting things on Instagram, and they were using that S. I was like, what the heck is that symbol? And then I was like, oh, wait, it's it's the thrown in their S it's to a make le- it. It's a letter. Yeah. So uh, we were talking briefly before, and we both thought that this was just, for the most part, a totally normal episode one. Normal episode, but like I said, I think these girls, first of all, showed us that they are very smart. They are very sane. Emphasis on sane with Rachel because, spoiler alert, Brendan's already in love with her and she's not crazy. Um, but they're both very sane. They make very sane decisions. You know, they, they're they smart. And, and I really, I think that that's the feeling of the entire episode that we got. And plus I thought that they were 125% adorable because the way that they come together, the way that they're so excited about these guys, Hopefully that lasts. I don't think it will because I think their bond will last, but the toxicity. <laughs> like I saw a meme on Instagram that said something like, oh, we're going to have, like, we're just here to support each other. We're so excited. And the producers are like, there's going to be two bachelorettes. They're, it's going to be so awesome. Behind the scenes, the producers are like, uh, let's turn it up to make it the most toxic season ever. <laughs> I... I was fine with most of Gabby's choices. I do not like Mullet Eric. Um. Okay. I don't. I knew this was gonna happen to me because remember how? Remember how every season I don't remember who people are. Yeah. And then you yell at me until like week six. Yes. I don't remember who that is. He was the one who. He was the white guy that made out with Gabby. And like thought for sure that he was gonna get the. Uh, Oh, wait, he made out with Gabby and then he thought about kissing Rachel, but then held back that guy. Yeah, but he was also like convinced he was like going to get the first impression roads and then trash yes. the guy who did get the first impression roads right after she walked away. Yes, I he OK. He gave me like slight Nick Vile vibes. I can neither confirm nor deny I did not watch any of the seasons he was a part of. So I don't know. I mean, like, that mullet kind of looks like Nick Vile's hair a little bit, but not a mullet. Like, Nick doesn't have a mullet. No. We're going to talk about <laughs> Nick later, though, so remind me. Okay. We have we have Nick we have Nick news during news and notes. We do? I don't even... Okay. Yes, we do. I'm excited, Ben. So, uh, how much of this useless, like, f- first 15 minutes do we want to do? I mean having it a little bit like well actually you're right because all we did was we see rachel and gabby they tell us we had a really hard time but we got each other out of it and blah blah blah, it's gonna be so great um i will say that the shot of them sitting on the patio outside of the house the shot of the house in the daylight even i was like this sucker's beautiful show me the house in the daylight right can we get more house daylight time 
I thought, like, I when I saw the shot of that mansion in the daylight, I was like, oh, wait, are we not at the Bachelor Mansion? Where are we filming? You know? And then I remembered, oh, wait, no, we're back at the mansion. We just only see it, like, fake rainy streets at in the nighttime. Occasionally, we'll get a we'll get a bachelor uh, mansion pool party. Yeah, but no, like this was a shot of them chilling outside, no pool, just living life, and that house. Yeah, I'm like that mansion is beautiful. So hopefully, they turn up the notch on daytime mansion a bit more. So that's what I got out of the first fifteen yeah, minutes. Fair. I was like, I'm I'm actually in love with this this mansion. So, other than that, yeah, it's kind of useless. Like, they were just like, oh, my gosh, we're so excited. We saw the behind the scenes of after they found out that they were the Bachelorettes. And then, Um, thankfully, we didn't get, thankfully, we didn't get as many cheesy uh, video packages about the guys. Uh, I was very pleased with the way that they, like, we saw them finding out that there were two Bachelorettes at home just chilling and watching TV. You know, and those were definitely so those were definitely guys think, that were in either way. Yeah, I think you're right though. Like there was not like a we didn't get a lame video package of like the twins. We only saw them like say something. I think they were saying goodbye. Who were they saying goodbye to? Their mom, probably. Maybe. Yeah, but and then I was like, oh wait, there's twins. You know, because I looked at them. My mom like, will be back in four days. <laughs> but uh. But yeah, so I, I I will say I am glad that there were... They did this intro a little bit different. We did not waste time. Well, because you know? they have two bachelorettes and 4,800 guys. Can we just every season pretend that there's two bachelorettes even when there's one now? Because I'm like, we don't need we don't need to waste 45 I... minutes on every guy. Real, okay, real question. Can we go back? Can we go back what? To one? Are you asking that, like, can we go back because you prefer one? Or are you asking, since doing this and we're in new territory, can we? Like, is it possible to go back? Which, Wait, because we we, back? We, they've made the step forward into progressing the franchise and just slightly different things. Like, can, like, will Bachelor Nation allow mm. them to go back? Like, will they allow them to backtrack? But I guess it depends on how this goes. Yeah. It depends on how this goes. It depends on, I think, production. Because will the producers want to do this again? Uh, from will what I've heard, from what I've heard, no. The producers, exactly. they, they thought this was hell. But I think exactly. it will have to, if Bachelor Nation loves it to death and it's it re- reinvigorates the franchise. Which, let's be serious, they need it. They're in need of some reinvigoration. Then they won't go back. But if mm-hmm. people are either lukewarm or don't like it, then they will go back. I think I hope that they don't. Uh, I hope they don't overdo it, though. You know, yeah. like give us maybe two best threats every now and then. Like now we know that it's a possibility. Yeah. But because we've seen the two bachelorette thing before and then they picked which which girl like got the most votes, mm-hmm. you know, Caitlin. And then that's how it ended up being just her as a bachelorette. So, and that in and of itself was toxic because that's detrimental to anybody's self-esteem. Hey, let's like see who, how many men like, like who gets the most votes from men here. 
you know, after, after and meeting then, you for 12 hours. Yeah. So, you know, I think that with this, it's good that they're on equal ground, mm-hmm. but it's still like they have to figure out a way for this not to be toxic and sad. And, and we saw the previews already, you know, we see the previews. There's going to be, there's going to be such drama. There's going to be mishaps at rose ceremonies. There's going to be a lot of tears. You know, there's yeah. going to be a, like several things of like, I like this boy, but he likes that girl, you know? And that to me feels like high school. And I don't want to be tossed back in high school. I loved high school. I don't want to go back. Yeah, fair. So I think they got to, they have to work out a balance. But I hope that if it's super successful, they're not like, Oh, then forever and always, too bad for ads, because then we'll get tired of it, and it'll be too and, much for us. And also, these two women are fairly opposite mm-hmm. in terms of looks, in terms of personality, mm-hmm. in terms of what they might be looking for. So I think they they got lucky with two girls who deserved it an equal amount. Mm-hmm were both really well-liked, but were different enough that I'm not sure if there's going to be a lot of overlap. Yeah. I hope not. I hope not. But, yeah, I think you're right, though. There's, like, they have separate personalities, and I think that's why they gel so well. Yeah. Because they have such such different personalities, and I, I really do get the vibe that they really are supporting each other. But this kind of environment might tear that bond apart or at least fray it a bit. And so I just, I want them to hang on to each other. If they just remember to support each other, it'll be fine. Because it has the chance to be the most empowering season yet. It really does. Yeah, yeah. Let's meet our our guys. Uh, First, we have Zach. He's a 25-year-old tech executive from Florida, I mean, from California. He comes in with uh, just a simple, I just have to say, you two look absolutely phenomenal. I feel like the luckiest guy to be here. And then they had to ask him what his name was. Yeah, because he forgot to tell them. And then, then he like, gave... like, does the luckiest guy have a name? <laughs> <laughs> so then they get some quick hugs and they head back. I think I like the simple ones. Mm-hmm. So that was another thing. Um, our our pal Susanna at Bachelor Data, she also posted something about the trends of how many bachelorettes. How what was it? It was like of all of the men that do some sort of um, some sort of gimmick. Yeah. How many of those men get chosen? And it's not many. Like a lot of bachelorettes choose somebody who does not have a gimmick. Like Brian Solo came out of limo speaking Spanish. That was his only like gimmick, quote unquote, but not really because I mean that's just another language. <laughs> that's yeah, it's just him. Language. It's just him. Yeah, yeah. So like they were like, if you can call that a gimmick, he did that. But like, yeah, it's it's not very common. They usually pick the normal guys that have a normal limo entrance. And I was listening to a podcast earlier today, The Bachelor Party, with, sorry, the, yeah, the Bachelor Party with Juliet. She was saying how she always thinks the guys that have gimmicks do gimmicks because they have no personality. And that that's why sense. they're unsuccessful. 
that makes sense because you know what they say about guys that drive like huge trucks yeah that's what they say that's what they say that's what they say <laughs> remember this is a family-friendly podcast exactly that's why i stopped myself but y'all know what i'm talking about <laughs> overcompensation <laughs> a little a little anti-pete davidson energy <laughs> yeah Next is Jason. He's a 30-year-old investment baker. He says that I've got to get something off my chest. He has something in common with Clayton. He's in love with three women, his mom, his sister, mm. and his dog, Kira. What did you think about this? You <clears throat> don't 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 do Clayton. Exactly. I think and if it had been a normal said- I think it'd been a normal ending. Mm-hmm. And they were just like they were really into him. It just didn't work out. Yeah. Maybe. It's it's a little better. But like that that ended in such a traumatic train wreck. Right. That you don't touch that with a ten foot pole until you're like week ten and you can start to let them process those feelings with you. But how many of those men felt the need to make a joke after joke after joke about Clayton? It there was, were several of them. I mean it's easy. It's easy, but my goodness, like Gabby, like pointed out that that like this is the beginning of a new journey, yeah. our new journey. Like let's leave that behind. Come on, uh, like yeah, like I said, it's easy. And his joke was funny esque ish. That was <laughs> the only one of like, them I'm that in love with three women. That was yes. the only one of them that was. Right, the rest of them, I was like, okay, There's the guy getting out of the limo dressed like a clown. And he's like, oh, it's not Clayton. <laughs> Get back in the limo. <laughs> <laughs> Next is uh, is Avon. He's a 20-year-old sales executive from California as well. He said... Okay, was he the one that I was super into? His picture? Yes, I think so. Which... I was super into him. Walking, living, and breathing. Yeah. He, he was real handsome. He, he tells, uh, he gives them both personalized messages, which I thought was really sweet. He told Gabby, I mm-hmm. promise to do right by you this whole journey because I want to make your grandfather proud. And then to Rachel, he said, I promise to do right by you because I don't, definitely don't want to be end up on Big Tony's bad side. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I'm really excited about hometowns with him. Big, Tony's, just, Big Tony's a who? It's going to be the same energy. <laughs> like... Oh my gosh. If anything, if these girls, if these two girls needed any sort of, um, any sort of stamp on getting them picked as the bachelorettes, it was those two men. Oh, Grandpa John and Big Tony. Yeah, they were great. Big Tony. Like, they were like, you know what? The icing on the cake is we get those two dudes back. Like, boom, let's make them both bachelorettes. (laughs) I think being that Big Tony either killed someone or had someone killed. He I like should to be avoiding the he, camera more. Yeah, I like to believe he has. I like to believe that, like, yeah, the producers are probably like, if we don't do this right, he'll kill one of us, you know? I think that there is someone, maybe multiple someones, I don't really know, buried in the swamps of Claremont. Claremont and I just yeah. think that we should not be as in love with Big Tony, because Big Tony I probably has a past. 
we got we gotta be careful because like if we say something wrong about Big Tony, then like one of us could be gone next week. That's true. That's fair. <laughs> he hears this and he's like sues us for like slander or something like libel. <laughs> Uh, next is Jordan H. He brings out a noise canceling headphones, and then so that he can talk to them both individually. He tells Rachel, so if, uh, that he lives an hour away from her, and says, "So if we end up together after this, maybe we won't have to move too far." Yeah. And then while Rachel has it on, he tells Jordan, he tells Gabby, "So maybe you're my all star nurse that I've never had," because he's broken. <laughs> he says he's broken a lot of bones. Oh my gosh. Um, I thought I like Jordan. I like Jordan H. I do. I do too. Um, like he's, I really dig his vibe. I really dig his vibe. I didn't, um, I don't know. I, I don't think I expected that, but like every, it, yeah, he's wooing me and I'm not even there. Like, so I'm just saying he, yeah. I, I, I dig that vibe. Yeah. Uh, we have a couple people in a row that we kind of breeze past. We have Michael, the 32-year-old pharmaceutical salesman, says he's fortunate to get to date such wonderful women. We have the mentality coach, Chris, gives them a little poem, says, Welcome to the night you'll never forget. I'm here to meet my bachelorette. That was lame. Mario, the 31-year-old personal trainer, comes in dancing. We have Ethan. Yeah, Mario. We have Ethan, the 27-year-old advertising executive, juggles apples and makes a joke about how he's good at juggling two women. Sorry, he's not good Never. at juggling two women. Yeah. Uh, Kirk, the 29-year-old college football coach, gives a pep talk, says, this right here is our time, so let's go out and take it. <laughs> and then continues that, continues that speech in the, uh, in the main room with the rest of the guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next guy, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on the next guy. I, I think he's sketch, but I haven't decided yet. My sketch radar is up real high. Like, okay. I'm like, all right, well, that makes um, me feel better. That makes me feel better. I don't trust you. <laughs> like, even with the little chicks, I was like, that's. Little chicks, I understand. You're like, oh, ho, ho, like I've got two chicks, blah, blah. But even that, I'm like, I don't even trust the way the way you're holding those chicks. He's trying to pray are- both sides. <laughs> oh my gosh! Don't what do you think? Who do you think was John Connery? <laughs> and we are, ta- of course, talking about 26 year old vi- videographer Logan. Yeah, real sketch. I that vibe, like I think he's a player. I think that he is. I I don't know what I think he is. I just don't like it. There, I'm just gonna say it. I was trying to tiptoe around it. I don't like him. Maybe I'll like him in week three. He sticks around. Maybe he will prove me wrong. No, but I don't think I do. He he was making aggressive effort with both girls. Yeah. And like, I don't. I feel like he would pick either one that offered him the rose first yeah i think he's the type of guy because wasn't he one of them that didn't get the rose but then he was like well they're still they're still yeah gabby left yeah you know? and that to me like i was like so you're basically just trying to survive this like paradise but this isn't paradise mm. this is different 
No, I don't like him. I don't yeah. like him either. Uh, next, we have 25-year-old life coach Quincy. He's from Miami. Uh, he says he says he goes by the nickname Prince. And he said, I haven't had sex in a year and a half. I've been saving okay, the right person. Okay, I couldn't remember which one was Quincy yet until, until that moment. And I was like, never mind. And then <laughs> they joke again. He says, oh, well, that makes one of us. When he said that, the way he said it, because he overused the word intentional. I remember that. Like, yeah, that was weird. Intentional. Um, but then, yeah, he says, um, yeah, that he hasn't had sex in a year and a half. Gabby's reaction, like the both of them were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we had sex that we were with someone that we were trying to get engaged to like six months ago. Right. Like when she was like, what did uh, Rachel say? And she was like, you, do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Oh, gosh. But goodness gracious. Uh, next, we have 29-year-old leisure executive, Hayden. Okay. So, I know I mocked the leisure executiveness. Mm-hmm. I'm, Hayden's so cute. He's Yeah. He's, he's a handsome he's guy. He's so cute. And for, fur, <laughs> for, further, uh, uh, for further conversation on Hayden, he is the one who tells Gabby later on that he's fully focused on Rachel. Yeah, yeah. So for Rachel, honestly, that's two, maybe three that are like, I'm here specifically for you. Yeah, but as we see in the preview, spoiler Rachel also gets two or three that are like, I'm not here for you. Well, and then I wonder what happens later on with the guy that Jesse was talking to. Oh, yeah. I think what happens is he wants to flip. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Because if it was any, because if it was like, it's either someone's sick back home and he has to leave, mm-hmm. or he wants to flip. Because if it was if it was a relationship back home, Jesse wouldn't be being that friendly with him. But they were very like they were very vague on that. They made sure to pick a very vague clip. Yeah, they so just they just like, picked a they picked a completely random clip of one of the girls crying. Yeah. But but it was something like he he was like I have something outside of this or whatever something outside of I don't know how he worded it but so it, it could be like room for something that's going on at home or it could be yeah that he wants to flip mm-hmm. I didn't think about flipping I thought it was something maybe back home I kind of hope it's flipping just because I love the drama of this that would be super <laughs> interesting if like halfway or later through the process. One of them wants to flip. I mean, I feel like it is only, it is only, um, inevitable. Yeah, that's totally fair. Because if you, if you are only with, you have two bachelorettes to focus on. Because in the bachelorette or bachelor, there's only one person that you're focused on. So you don't Mm -hmm. even have the option. And I think that's why Paradise works out. And maybe, maybe, I just thought of this, maybe their relationships will be even more firm with whoever they end up with because there was the the illusion of, of choice. You know, there's more choice mm-hmm. involved. You know, I think yeah. that might be because like when you remove choice and you're only solely focused on one person, it's not like the real world. So you're hyper-focused on one person, that's it. 
And yes, like in the real world, you do find a person and you're hyper-focused on them, but you also, there's option for you to leave, you know, or there's option for you to fall for someone else, break up with this person, you know, that's what dating yeah. is. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, maybe these relationships will be even that much more solid after this. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see why he is so intense and what is, what's going on here. Um, also Hayden really quick, uh, does he remind you, um, of Josh, Josh, uh, Peck? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> the whole time I saw him, I was like, he's, he's Josh Peck. Like, totally. I'm going to Google it right now just to see if the internet has made the comparison. <laughs> they have not. I don't think. We'll see. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he's adorable. All right. Next, we have Ryan. He's a 36-year-old investment director. He was the came. He was the one who came out in the clown outfit and joked that Hugo he looks like Clayton. This is Whatever. where Debbie lets us know that she's tired of the Clayton crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Johnny, the 25-year-old realtor. He raps about how uh, Clayton is a piece of trash, and then we have the only good Clayton thing of the night was the barbershop quartet. Okay, I really like that too. The quartet was I fun. was like, that was really well thought out. It was really fun, and those kids were adorable. <laughs> and they were good. Mm-hmm. The scene was not bad. Yeah. Not bad at all. What was he... Did he... Okay, he's a wedding photographer. I was thinking, I was like, is he their teacher? Like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Just a guy. Uh, then we have our... 27 year old i mean our 25 year old meatball enthusiast james he brings in the <laughs> super meatball sandwich i still don't understand how he's just labeled meatball enthusiast yeah unless he like unless his job is meatball blog that's not a job right but maybe it is maybe he's like maybe he's a food blogger i don't know we're giving him more credit where credit is due maybe <laughs> uh, next we have 32 year old physical therapist justin who shows up barefoot to make sure that he's a oh, little yeah. a little extra grounded. That was weird. I didn't it was almost like he thought of a gag in the limo and just took his shoes off. I would 99.9% bet on that. That he was just like, what do I want to do? Oh, I'm going to take my shoes off. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next, we have 23-year-old bartender Brandon. He yeah. shows up in a blue fitted sheet. Oh, wait. Here comes... Hang on, hang on. I just came across a fact that I didn't realize. The magician is Lily Sobieski's brother. I don't know who that is. What? Lily Sobieski, in the early aughts, um, she was basically a Helen Hunt lookalike. She was in, like, The Glass House. She was in, um, there were a couple of movies, like a string of movies there that people were super into her. Like she, yeah, if you Google her, like she's basically Helen Hunt's twin. Um, and now she's not around anymore. I don't know why. Like this is a good opportunity to find out who, where she is. Lily Sobieski, guys. I what? don't, I can almost guarantee that not that many people care. Yeah, but she was a big deal for a minute. Okay, a well, hot minute back when I was in like high school. All right, well, 
So we have the guy, he comes out in a weird, like, blue bag thing. Doesn't hit, and he should probably leave after that. Uh, next we have Roby, <laughs> the aforementioned 33-year-old magician. Uh, yeah. He well, does oh, a, that's how you said his name, Roby? I think they said it. They kept saying Roby. Oh, I can remember. Roby. His name's Roby Sobieski. Gosh, he was lame. Yeah, uh, he does a weird card and watch trick. Uh, next... You remember Lily Sobieski? Well, okay, I'm asking, I'm freaking out on you about this, and then I'm realizing also that you're, like, what, five years younger than me? Like, so, wait, maybe more? <laughs> I don't remember. I'm 28. Yeah, okay, more. <laughs> I'm 35. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> so this makes sense then that you were not like, oh yeah, Lily Sobieski. Like, <laughs> you said that name yeah. like it was supposed to be. Like you said that name like he was like the current president, and I'm just like I don't <laughs> mean nothing to me. Could like, not care less. Yeah, nobody cares, and you're correct. No one no longer cares. Whatever. She did Joyride with Paul Walker. Anyway, oh, I she like did Paul Walker. Her. Rest in peace. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. See, R.I.P. John now Walker, I put a name. Now Sorry, I put a name you care about. Uh, next, we have John, a 26-year-old English teacher from Nashville. He calls Gabby Rachel. Yup, sure did. And then that was uncomfortable. And next, we have, honestly, in my opinion, tonight's biggest winner. The 28-year-old <laughs> general contractor, Tino. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tino. Tino and Hayden for me, man. Tino, Hayden, and Avon. Those are the three for me. And Gabby, I mean, Rachel could not have hid her attraction to him if she had tried. Nope. She was blushing. She was flustered. Like, yeah. And then, like, she could not wait. Like, she was, like, waiting for him to get far, just far enough to tell Gabby, he's my type. Yeah, yeah. She was like, he's my type. Staking her claim. Homegirl's. She definitely was like, this is it. Don't go after him. Okay. Isn't he so cute? <laughs> uh, next, we have the 27-year-old mortgage broker, Jacob, who arrived looking like a uh, Costco Chris Hemsworth. Perfect. Freaking perfect. Perfect, perfect. Because the hair, the, hair was, the hair was fine. The body was good. But Chris Hemsworth is so much more handsome than that guy. Listen, Chris Hemsworth, new Thor movie, not as great as Ragnarok, but Chris Hemsworth. It wasn't going to be, though. Chris Hemsworth himself, better and better, better every time. I'm here for it. His wife said that now he looks too, like, it's too much. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that, which I, I can get that, because I'm not super into it. Like, this guy riding up on a horse the way he did and then remaining shirtless the entire night and attempting to have serious conversations while also shirtless. Not my vibe. Like I would have wanted him to at least gotten dressed for the rest of the night. It's just weird walking around like that. I, this guy's I don't, not my type. He's somebody's type, but he's not my type. Yeah, I feel I always I never like that the uh these guys are kind of like forced to be like their shtick mm-hmm. the like the rest of the evening yeah like uh oh what was his name the guy with the table 
on Katie's season, uh, Rick. 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 Yeah. Like he was like in that he was in that table. Uh James in the box. Stayed in that box for yeah. a while, waited for it to unwrap him. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I think that the shtick, once it's past the door, like be yourself now. Be yourself. Yeah. Like this um, guy's shirtless guy on a horse for me forever and always. Next guy is Tyler25. All we see is him hug them. Yeah. Next we have twenty we have thirty-six-year-old sales director Colin, who says that his burgundy velvet jacket is made of husband material. <laughs> okay, I missed that one. <laughs> that was a pretty good one. He was yeah. like, you know what this jacket's made out of? Husband material. That's funny. That's funny. I missed that. And then next we have Joey and Justin, the 24-year-old twins. And that's all they are. Is just They're basically just one's the other, a clone of the other. Like... And, and like, it wasn't even just, like, in looks. Like, it's, it's everything. It's, it's literally like they made a clone and said, all right, you have to do everything this person does, the way they do it, where they do it. Like, they have the same career... They lived. They but they didn't live together in college. Was that they lived for? They lived together. They lived some college time together and some college time apart. And yeah, they said that one was outgoing and one one was not. One's more bold. Uh, one's more extroverted than introverted. But I just couldn't. And Gabby clearly could not track along with their conversation either. Gabby's face halfway through their conversation, she was just like. And you know that Gabby face that she makes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where she's just over something? Yeah, she's over it. She was super over it. But, and, I mean, yeah, no. I didn't feel a connection with the twins. Neither did either of them. They didn't feel the connection with the twins. I just wanted, like, I just wanted to be over with. Yeah. And it was. It was prickly. <laughs> uh, and then somebody who doesn't deserve to be there at all because of how obnoxious this was, 28-year-old crypto guy Tremaine. He stroll. He comes up, drops a microphone in Gabby's hands, and Maggie, Gabby goes, "Mic drop," and he said, "Yeah, that's right. I did that." And then he just walks away. I don't understand. Like, I didn't understand that. I really didn't. I, I didn't understand. He, he is a. Why? He's just a crypto guy. He's here to like pump some coin, that he put a hundred bucks in at like point three cents. So that when it goes up to 70 cents, he can sell it for a lot of money. Like, I just, when I saw him do that, I rewound it. And I was like, did I miss something? Did I, like, what am I missing here? What am I not understanding? Why isn't there more to what he's doing? Did he think that he was so good looking that they would overlook the fact that that was a crap entrance? Yeah. Bye. They probably he probably told a producer that had that that's what he was gonna do, and they're like, "I can't even help you, bro. Like you don't get this at all, but that's fine." No, uh, no. Next, we have the exact opposite. We have twenty-seven-year-old grad student Spencer, who brings the ladies' chairs. Oh yeah. Uh, he says, "I have some sisters, so I know what it's like standing in heels." <laughs> and he said, and then Rachel says. This might be the best introduction of we've seen. And then Gabby says, he's my type. 
So then Gabby's kind of mar- marking her, marking him the same way that she marked Tino earlier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, they state their claim. It's like, he's my type. Back off. Yeah. Um, I did think that that was cute. Whether, I don't remember what Spencer looks like at all. No, but it doesn't I mean anything I rem- right now. I remember the shtick. I don't remember the face. But I thought it was cute. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I remember. Uh, next, we have 25-year-old shipping executive Matt. He also is the luckiest guy in the world. Crazy that we have a couple of the luckiest guys in the world in the same place at the oh same time. Uh, we have 33-year-old electrical engineer Nate. And then he brings a pillow with one side of it has Gabby's face. The other side has Rachel's face. <laughs> uh, side note, he is he must know people because he's already on Pilot Pete's Instagram. Really? Why is Pilot Pete why why is Pilot Pete being mentioned? Because apparently he must know him because he said the world's about to get introduced to to Nate and then he's walking on the beach with Peter. I feel like if Rachel I feel like Rachel is the kind of girl that Pilot Pete would have tried to get. (laughs) No, No, he would have succeeded. He, you say he would have? Yeah. Yeah, he would have. He would have succeeded, unfortunately. I don't need him anywhere near her. <laughs> I don't need him adjacent to her. I don't need, like, oh my gosh. And Pilot Pete doesn't need to be near anybody. I can't. Well, apparently only there was only some financial differences away from him being in paradise. What does that mean? I think that they weren't willing to offer him enough money. I think he might have heard through the grapevine what Becca got to be there. And he th- maybe he thought he deserved as much. And they're like, no, you don't deserve this much. <laughs> no, you please deserve, go away. You deserve exactly one quarter of what Becca Kufrin gets. You created a... a you forced us to pick Claire. Who? <gasps> Oh my gosh! Like I just can't. That that was his. That was his final. That was his final stake in the hearts of Bachelor Nation. Was that he made them pick Claire? (laughs) He made them pick Claire. (laughs) And I just like that's yeah. Anytime anybody asks me about Pilot Pete ever, I'll just be like, he made them pick Claire, and for (laughs) that, I hate him. Next, we have twenty-seven-year-old drag racer Jordan B. He jokes that he used to. He's used to some wild and crazy rides. Him and Rachel really click. He he seems like a baby. Because he is, you a, know. I know that they click. He's twenty seven, but he looks like a toddler. Yeah. How old is she? Twenty six. Okay, he's older than her. Yeah, he I looks guess like technically. a baby. He no, he. I thought he was definitely like. I thought he was like twenty three or something. Apparently, he's twenty seven. Uh Next, we have 29-year-old real estate analyst Eric. Mm. I just I just don't care. Oh, the necktie. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. No. Yeah, he was gross, too. That necktie thing was stupid. Yeah. And the fact that he kept it like that was dumb. Yeah. Like, he literally kept it like that and then, like, was like, hey, and then talked to the next girl and was like, like had his like it was just dumb 
I hate dumb stuff. And that was something that I literally was like, no, this is, this is one of those things that this show teaches me about myself. It just reminds me of the things that I, you know, I'm like, I didn't realize that I hate dumb gimmicks like that, but I hate them. And when I really hate them, I really hate them. Uh, So now that all of the uh, eligible men are inside the building, we get the party started. Uh, First, but the first step before the the girls can talk to anyone they want to talk to, they are subjected to another uh, magic show by Roby. It was so awkward. It was so awkward. And then then he interviews them about how poorly their season went. Right. What was like, what was your biggest fear? What was, were you most afraid of? What was the most intimidating thing? What was, Ruby, shut up. Just do a trick. God, I told you, this show is bringing out the fact that the things that I really hate, and turns out I hate awkward magic tricks. I mean, that's a, that's a totally valid thing to hate. Maybe it was just his vibe, too. The vibe was, was also like, bad. It's like, stop. Just stop. Uh, unfortunately, the only place for these two to turn was the twins. Uh, one of the twins says, we wanted to meet you guys together because obviously we're twins, but we want you to see there's a difference between us. One of them says, I'm a little bit more laid back, reserved kind of person. He's more of a bold, out there type. And as you mentioned earlier, Gabby does not want to be there yeah and her she, face literally mid them talking homegirl is just not having it she's so far over it yeah and she she says it just ain't working for me the the conversation with the twins and rachel and i just it just ain't working for me kind of romantically <laughs> <laughs> she has the best things to say uh, and then this is where we kind of see them split off for the first time, which I greatly appreciated. They should not be talking I, to these guys at the same time. I was wondering, I was like, how long are they going to stick together? Because even Jesse asked them when they were holding hands, you know, right before the guys arrived. And he was like, are you guys going to hold hands all night? You know, and I was kind of worried about if they would cling to each other. I do think that Rachel is probably more, more, feels more comfortable with Gabby alongside her. Then maybe Gabby, I, I could see at least like Rachel feeling like, okay, if we stick together, it would be okay. And I know that we see Rachel later say, I had better, a better time when we split up, you know, but I could see Rachel finding comfort and like being like, okay, let's stick together for as long as we can until it's not awkward. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so we see Rachel talk to Jordan first, the guy who brought in the headphones. Mm-hmm. He, she says that he really, she really appreciates him focusing on her and allowing them to have different experiences, which I thought yeah. was a gag, sort of, mm-hmm. but it really worked. Yeah, and when he explained it too, and he was like, "I want to like acknowledge Gabby for who she is, and I want to acknowledge you for who you are," and that's when I was like, "Oh, oh my yeah, gosh." This- yeah, he didn't seem bad. Uh, next we have Clayton. I mean, next we have... Wait, what's his name again? Jordan Age. Can I put him on my list? I said Hayden and Avon and Jordan. Wait, did I say Jordan? I don't know. Either way, Jordan's on my list. You did other Jordan. 
You need race car Jordan. Wait, no, racing Jordan's not on my list. Oh, this Jordan? It was this Jordan? Yeah, it was this Jordan. Okay, we talked about him during, while we talked about racing Jordan, so I thought you meant that Jordan. Okay, yeah, race, no, racing Jordan's a baby. I mean, like, he's cute, they have good vibes, but no. Okay. Jordan H, headphone guy. That's, that's my vibe. All right, well, next we have Ryan. He was a guy who came in dressed in a clown wig. He pulls Gabby aside, and is going to teach her some Boston lingo. Okay, but their vibe, though, they had a vibe. Yeah, they had a good time. Gabby says, Mm -hmm. Ryan is really fun. I feel like we have a great energy right off the bat. Yeah. And they had some. Because he was sassy with her. He was sassy with her, and it was was cute. The back and forth was really cute. I didn't like Mm -hmm. him. You didn't like it? I don't like Boston. Oh, I love Boston. The, the city I've never been be, there. I've never, I've, there are only like, I don't like most of the teams in the Boston area. So I think that's part of it. Yeah, I'm a Pats girl, so. I know you are. It's like, I think that's our most contentious part of our friendship. It very much is. Uh, Hayden. Uncle Chris Evans is from Boston. John Krasinski from Boston. Boston makes the best men. <laughs> David Portnoy. Who? David Portnoy from Barstool. I feel like that's somebody. Okay, well, I feel like you would hate him. Really? Yeah, you would not be a David Portnoy guy. I'm gonna Google him right now. Am I? Was like, is this a, Is this reverse psychology? And I'm gonna fall in love. No, he is. He he runs like. You yeah. know how like. The Ringer and, like, ESPN are, like, not super known for, like, being really misogynistic mm-hmm. and sexist. Mm-hmm. That's not Barstool. Oh, I know about Barstool. Well, Bar- Bar- yeah. Barstool is Dave Portnoy. Yeah. So, no. I'm just saying, so, like, my, my counter to your uh, John Krasinski and Chris Evans is Dave Portnoy. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> So next Whatever. we have Hayden. Hayden brought a birthday card for Rachel. Yeah. Hayden, he's just adorable. He's he was he's adorable. He was the one who said that he he lives closer in Florida so that we wouldn't neither one of us would have to move very far from home. Mm-hmm. And she said I he really went out of his way to let me know that he's interested in being here for me. I definitely feel a spark with Hayden. Yeah. Yeah, they're cute. And yet another guy. Okay. Yeah. It, the shirtless guy. What's his name? Uh, Jacob. 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 I mean, it's just like. He did see. He seemed more shy, though. And I think she said this. Like, mm-hmm. he's, his personality did seem more shy for being a shirtless man who rode up on a horse. Like, he yeah. was kind of. He was almost like slightly awkward. You know, like he had jokes, but he was like slightly awkward, not not in a magician kind of awkward way. No, but just like almost kind of like socially uncomfortable a little bit. Maybe. I don't even know if I would say that, but it was different. So it, was di- he, it didn't match with him sitting there shirtless. Yeah, he started leading off, reading off his list of desired attributes in a wife. And she says his pecs are rock hard. I can't stop looking at them. I thought, <laughs> and then he says, I thought, she said, I thought they were going to be kissing all over the place, but they haven't been. Yeah. So far, 
these dudes were well, respectful. I, I don't know if it's respectful. It's just more like, especially if you don't know which one yeah. you like, you have to be careful that you don't see, be seen by Bachelor Nation as the guy who kissed both girls. That's true. And as we see, like, there were some guys that were kind of like, well, I'm just going to go for either one. We didn't see a guy kiss both, but we did see guys that were keeping their options open to kiss both, had the moment arise. And then some of the guys were just like, you don't really, like, a couple people commented, like, I don't want to kiss the one that I'm not that interested in. Mm -hmm. So maybe this is also forcing them to be more intentional. Too. Yeah, because you like have to withhold those kisses and not do it so frivolously. Yeah. Uh, she also, Rachel also commented shortly thereafter that she thought that she would be getting uh, more action as well. <laughs> uh, she thought Avon was going to kiss her, and then she gets yeah. her first kiss with Jordan V, the uh, drag, the drag racer. The drag racer. Wait, did they kiss? I thought they didn't kiss. No, they did kiss. I thought they, they kissed. I remember. I thought she said that the moment. Oh, that's right. Didn't. He was he, he was the one that she thought was going to kiss him the most. Yeah. Kiss her the most. Yeah. I do remember Avon. She thought she said he kept leaning in and she was like, OK, this is it. But then he kind of withheld it. But right. he. Then, I because think, he, he, the moment was when he said that I came here for you. Yeah, yeah. That was the That's moment she that thought he, that, that was going to That was the moment he should have kissed her. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. once he's made that clear to Rachel that he's here for her, Gabby's off the table. So you might yeah. as well make your move and get a head start. And Rachel also, like, when he said that, she was like, you came here for me? And then it was like that pause of, like, this is the kiss moment. Yeah. This is the kiss moment. And it's gone that, that, that's when you move in and you pull the chin in and you get a kiss in yeah yes <laughs> that was the move and he did not he just he didn't. didn't he didn't he didn't and then she said i, I thought even the good job of like his body language was like i want to kiss you i'm gonna get close to you i'm not gonna kiss you right now but i'm probably gonna kiss you soon yeah that's what i got from avon's body language so with his body language i wasn't like that was a missed opportunity. It was like, no, it's going to happen. Right. It's not right now. And then Rachel says, I know it's only night one, but Clayton kissed me on night one. Who cares about Clayton? I, I, I think she just like, maybe she's not really a fan of the show. And she mm-hmm. thought that like, there was just a lot more making out night one, which generally there is. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Mario, <laughs> the personal trainer. He 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 gets the first kiss of the night with Gabby. I have some bads. On Mario? You're not a Mario fan? Also, which one of those is the bad kisser? Because it looked um, awkward. Okay. These are these are my thoughts. Um, so their vibe at first, like it was a vibe. You know, you're like, mm-hmm. okay, thank you. They're like hitting it off. All right. Mario, like, it's like his body, like, stiffens. He sits up straight and then leans in. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what that was. But then he, like, also did this thing with his mouth where it was like, <laughs> like I don't know. I felt like I was watching, like, a, 
a very proper fish, like learning to kiss. I, yeah. I'm, I'm so sorry, Mario. I don't, I don't, uh, I never want to criticize somebody for kissing, but, but man, it just wasn't, it was like, uh, what was his name? Connor, Connor, um, from Katie Susan. Oh yeah. No, he's, his kissing was like too much. <laughs> whereas Mario's was like, I want to be hot and bothered, but I also want to sit up. Like I want to be prim and proper. I want to well, be he's a up. personal trainer. You can't be slouching as a personal trainer. And maybe that's like maybe he was very aware of his posture. You know, but he's like, like for me, he's like I want to kiss her, but I can't in good conscience on TV have bad posture. Like when I saw that, I was like. And, like, literally as the kiss was going on, I sat on my couch and I was like, no, no, start over, start over. And then they then they broke and then they kissed again. And I was like, it's still just, like, not hitting right. <laughs> but then she was like, Mario's a good kisser. And I was like, is he, though? <laughs> is he? <laughs> I hated everything I just witnessed. I wouldn't have to feel that on my face. Now, if we go to a much less awkward-looking kiss, we move inside, where Tino leads Rachel to the stairs, says, Mm -hmm. I figured you might have a little trouble pass with the stairs. Maybe you'll remember the stairs really fondly now. And then he asks for permission to kiss her, which was nice, but like also like, read the room, buddy. She wants you to kiss her. Right. No, like, I, I I, appreciated that. I appreciate when a guy, like, asks, but always, like, also, like, leans in for the asking. Like, the lean in and the ask is, yeah. is nice. But, like, so the lean in and the ask, and then also, I don't know if you heard him, but, like, in the, in the middle of going for the kiss, he was like, I'll give you, a, like, he said something like, I can kiss you on the cheek, too, if you want. And then, like, she was just like, nope. Right. <laughs> That, like, he, I thought he was, was like he was just like I can't be turned down. Even the kiss on the cheek makes it look like I'm not a complete loser. His like sweetness though, in the middle of it, like I'm willing to hardcore make out with you. But if in the case that you're not into that, then it's cool, you know. <laughs> but like he was still leaning in, and so you're right, Tino. He showed us how a comfortable romantic kiss should be. You don't care about your posture. You don't care. Yeah. You just lean in. Absolutely. You, you cannot be worried about your posture in a in a first kiss. Oh, goodness uh, gracious, Mario. But, like, hey, hey, Gabby was into that straight, stiff as a board <laughs> kiss. That's fine. All right. Rachel, right. Rachel says the stairs are already getting a little bit better. And then she gives a little giggle, and then the girls catch up together outside. It must have been cold, because they were, like, wrapped up in their shawls slash blankets whatever i there's nothing i hate more than a shawl <laughs> like why they just don't like just be a jacket yeah you're right be a jacket be a sweater be something i don't think i've i've never worn a shawl a shawl on purpose like i have those like big blanket scarves that one could wear as a shawl if they wanted to i never do but just no. like you're already trying to be warm. Mm-hmm. Just do it right. Wear a jacket. Tino, Tino, give that friggin' lady your your jacket. <laughs> uh, these two are so cute, though. I just love their giggles together. 
Yeah. So then like they, I, said, I hope that this sticks. I hope that this stays. Their sisterhood is wonderful. I want that to be made. Yeah, and they spend time. Off. They t- spend a couple minutes gabbing about their their one on one conversations and their kisses. Mm-hmm. And then the first impression roses show up. Dun dun dun. Yeah. First so we get those in. Ah. Uh, those are set aside. Those are set up, but not pulled right away. So Logan, the chick guy, spends some time with Rachel, and they do the uh, who? What's your biggest fear? At the same time, one, two, three. He says shark. She says clowns. I just don't like him. No, nah, and then he like, then he started like wrapping his arm around her. Yeah, like it's this, just his vibe. And she's, and then she says, "I'm very attracted to Logan." Don't be. <laughs> then he goes after Gabby and says, "You seem fun." And then Gabby says, "Logan's great. He's super endearing. I feel like when we have a similar sense of humor, he's somebody that I have my eye on for the future." Unfortunately, I think he's going to be an issue for them, for no reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I think so too. I think Eric wants to be an issue. I don't think Eric will be, but I think he will be. But for like, like I've said, for like no reason. Uh huh. Uh huh. He seems he's okay even, enough, but he's not even handsome. He's not handsome at all. He seems right. okay. He's not even that great. Like I just don't. I don't feel like he's worth it. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah, I the mullet. Why? I don't know. Why well, is it happening for Eric? Speaking of Eric, Gabby sits down with with him. Uh, he says a couple times how gorgeous she looks. She says, thank you. I have fake hair, a fake tan, but you can't tell because boys are dumb. <laughs> she kills me. She's so funny. I'm glad she's here. <laughs> yeah. And then they they kiss. He says, they're both amazing. I can't. I can see how this is going to be complicated very quickly. Mm-hmm. Not Tino, though. Was Tino the one? Did we go over him in our, our first go-round? I feel like I, don't I feel remember. like I said something about being attracted to a contractor. I don't know. I don't remember. Well, this is but not I'm this is not our Tino. first time having a contractor be a front runner. Tyler C that's was a true. contractor. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. So that makes sense. Uh but... so Tino got Rachel's first impression rose i thought it was either him or gonna be jordan but i think since he got he went in for the kiss i think that kind of set him up i was sad for jordan because jordan clearly was all about rachel he he could have gone too but he missed the opportunity that tino sees yeah you're right tino that was tino's plan take her Mm -hmm. to the stairs have a sweet moment give her a kiss yeah. And Jordan yeah. fell on that moment organically mm-hmm. and through. Yeah. He, he just oh he was so nice though. Like Jordan was so warm. I, I, I think he was just nervous. Yeah. Man. And then yeah, Mar- yeah. and then Gabby gives her first impression rose to Mario. Mm-hmm. So neither Eric <laughs> nor Logan get a first impression rose. Uh Eric says, I'm kinda I'm kinda pissed to be honest. I'm like, for what? It's the first. It's the first rose. Right. You have no reason to be pissed. 
Yeah. Like your conversation didn't even, at least what they showed us on camera, it was not that great. Also, you were still doing that tie gimmick, which I, like I said, I hate stupid gimmicks. You do hate so gimmicks. So get out of here with that. <laughs> you do hate gimmicks. Uh, so, oh, wow. Okay, we kind of blew past our normal news and notes time. You want to stop and do news and notes before we talk about the end? <gasps> Uh, yeah, let's do, do it. Want, news do we... and notes. News and notes. All right. Uh, first news and note Becca Martinez, she got engaged. Okay. I thought she was already engaged. She might have been, but she's or, engaged now again. Or maybe it's, I'm thinking she just had a lot of babies, right? Or two. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Either uh, way. To a, guy, to a guy named Grayston Leonard. He is a personal. He is a personal blogger, and he has two kids. Is he? So he's not the same guy that she was with. I lost track of her a little bit. Okay, so he is also a co-host on her podcast. Okay. The Chatty Broads. Just... Okay, so her podcast, The Chatty Broads, uh-huh. is now the Chatty Bros. Oh. What? what? Like I said, I lost track of her for a bit. Okay, so, so she... I'm sorry, she is on Chatty Broads, and then he also po- hosts a podcast with his buddy called Chatty Bros. Okay. And they are now yeah. engaged. He, She has... This is all according to Instagram. She has 716,000 followers. He has 45,000 mm-hmm. followers. Wow. Uh, but that was kind of like the... Uh, the uh, the more boring news because <laughs> I'm like I lost track of Becca Martinez a little bit I'm not gonna lie I'm happy for and her for your information here is the pilot Pete post about Nate and then his him and Nate and his buddy Dustin at the beach get that out of my face okay well I just thought I'd do that for you, <laughs> you... Uh, <gasps> there's a there's two juicy stories one of them is Nate and one of them is Nick. Which would you rather hear first? Uh, give me that Nate story first, because let's end on a terrible note. Okay, well, Nate, his birthday was over the weekend. Uh-huh. And he and his boys were out partying, like, during the daytime and at night. And guess who was out with them quite a bit? And on more than one, on more than one Instagram picture was seen in his necklace. Who? Deandra. Of course. See, okay, Nate. Unless the Andrew just happens to have the same exact necklace. Which, let's be real, the odds are very slim. Yes. Interesting. I so that is that has this. been that has been one of the primary talks around the Bachelor subreddit. I love that you follow the Bachelor subreddit because I'm like, you uncover things that I'm like, was that in the news? I just see the like the mainstream stuff. You're like digging in deep. The, the Bachelor <laughs> the subreddit. Bachelor deep state. <laughs> it is a hellscape. It is a horrible place to be. It is very rude. But the, <laughs> the, the tea is boiling at all times. Of course. Because they don't have any 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 parameters. No, the they, they will attack anyone and everyone at all times. 
is crazy. That's why I don't go there. I ain't trying to go down the, the depths of hell. You know? I don't like, really read the comments. Part. I just see what people are posting. I'm just like, I know the comments are tearing this person apart. I don't need to see that. You're like, I'll, I'm going to go down to hell to get the info and then I'll come back. We ain't staying down here. But I'm like, you're like, I'm willing to take one for the team and go. Every few days I head down to River Sticks and I make it through. <laughs> but I think that Nate, this tracks for who I always assumed Nate to be. That's, like a part of that's Plague of. <laughs> I know. I know. And you just, what, you told me two weeks ago that we should make assumptions about Nate. We shouldn't put a label on who he is. That's why Nate was always your boy. Because you thought that he was like a great looking dude who was cool. You know, but I. He is still both of those things. I was like, "Mm -mm -mm. this is the type of dude that breaks your heart immediately. So. Yeah. Nate, 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 Nate. Okay. So give me that Nick news. Okay. So you sent me the Katie Thurston story that she made that she said she blocked nick yes well nick's girlfriend natalie uh-huh. made an appearance on his podcast that came out this morning okay i have not listened to it but i listened to two and a half minute clip on once again the bachelor subreddit where mm-hmm. she ripped into her to katie and the katie and was basically saying like you blocked him because he kept offering you advice, you didn't take any of it, and you didn't—you no longer wanted his takes on your terrible decisions. Listen, listen. After I saw Katie posting that story and giving "quote unquote" tea and answering a bunch of questions, you know, I just—I was like, why does this girl continue to to stir the pot unnecessarily? Like, it, I because I enjoyed watching her on Mike's season. And I'm, Mike? Matt. Who's season? Matt. <laughs> My brain literally was like, I don't know who Mike is. <laughs> I enjoyed watching her on Matt's season. We rooted for her. You know, I'm basically that Tyra Banks meme. Like, we were all rooting for you. That's me. I'm yeah. like, we were all rooting for you, Katie. And you continue to make dumpster fire decisions and say things that are ridiculous and now i'm like i'm not no no i'm off that katie train real quick and like she like natalie she seems fine enough but she like was hyping up like she was like begging nick on the podcast to share the last text that she sent him he shared it it wasn't anything it was i don't even remember what it was it was so boring oh wait his girlfriend was begging him or or natalie was Okay. And it was like, share the last text. Share the last text that she sent you before she supposedly blocked you. But like, she, she read, he read the text. I'm just like, Natalie. What was it? What was the text? It was just like, basically what she said was that she knew it wasn't going to be Greg before her and Greg's fight. Mm. That was her, that was the text that I guess that natalie thought would break twitter right break the internet didn't matter even greg is like somehow greg i love that greg gets accused of uh of gaslighting greg was like for that moment in time it was like all of us were like oh my gosh greg get it together and then by the end of that season we were all like 
thing, girl. Lay off Greg, though. Just let him live. But, like, my, my, and then what, what she said after that was if he was already decided that it wasn't you, mm-hmm. th- that you weren't going to pick him when you had the big fight, then why did you spend the two segments at After the Final Rose ripping him apart, one with him, one without him? Right. Like, if it wasn't going to be him, it wasn't like he broke your heart. Because you'd already decided it wasn't going to be. He acted like he Mm -hmm. did. And that was the turning point for my feelings for Katie. Because I was like, you're really just, like, standing on this soapbox of everybody saying it's, you know, he gaslit you. And, you know, you got to, like, stand up and be empowered and know your own, you know, story and who you are. But then I was like, I don't feel like this is, like, she's not rooted in this. She's just standing on it because it makes her look good. And maybe that's what the girls on the other season, and those girls were mean as hell. I don't I don't like any of them. So I'm not, like, no. I'm not standing up for any of those girls on, on Matt's season. But maybe that's kind of also what they saw that yeah. we didn't. Yeah, because none of them like her. Right, none of them like her. I mean, I don't like any of them. So that means without Katie, I don't like any of the girls from Matt's season. <laughs> don't, don't do that to Abigail. I said what I said. Abigail's boring. Come on. Stop it. She's boring. She Next. can, be, she can like, be boring and likable. No, no. And then the final bit of the Nick news is that the most vicious Bachelor Nation feud, and the one that I understand the least, Blake Horseman decided to once again call Nick a hypocrite on his Instagram. I, okay. If there's anything, anything, like, okay, Pilot Pete, mention Pilot Pete, and I'm going to freaking, like, throw my computer through the window. Second in line, Blake Horseman. Like, he is so close. It's like him and Pilot Pete, like, depending on my day or week, this is them. Like, <laughs> like my, my thought process is, I'm just like, this, I know that, like, Nick had some strong thoughts about mm-hmm. how he handled that Paradise season. Mm-hmm. But, like, this is just such the most random feud. I'm just like, Blake, you can, I don't know if it's, like, you just hate him because of how mean he was. Or you're jealous of Nick's staying power? I think that that's why Blake consistently sits in his recliner and posts Instagram stories about his thoughts that no one asked for. That's why I stopped following him. That's why I stopped following him. I can't stand the uh, the watch along. Like, right. Like, I'm like, no. No one wants to do this with you. <laughs> but I'm just like, I don't know if, I don't know what your issue is. I don't know if you're jealous of the staying power. Because mm-hmm. he's the only male member of Bachelor Nation that has long lived his usefulness. Mm-hmm. Because if you think all the other people who are continuing to have large presences in Bachelor Nation long after their seasons are over, mm-hmm. besides Nick are all women. Yeah. It's Becca. Yeah. It's Caitlin. It's Rachel. It's JoJo. To mm-hmm. a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. Not as much though, so, but like to that cancel show. Yeah, but like those are the only people that are continuing to have marketability after the show is over. Besides Nick, Nick File has he. I'm not gonna lie, like he has made an impressive turn from villain to to lucrative commentator. 
Okay, I thought you were going to say likable because if you if you're looking for positive comments about Nick Vile, don't go to the subreddit. <laughs> Maybe I'll go there. Maybe I'll go there. Because you, what, are you guys, what are you guys saying that I haven't said out loud? <laughs> if you go to the subreddit, you would have thought in the finale of his final season he would have stabbed a baby. <laughs> yeah, Nick Vile, it's very interesting to me. His transformation from being just a complete... Like, I think I said this phrase earlier, dumpster fire. He was a dumpster fire of just, like, he was terrible. He was such a jerk. Such a jerk. And then he comes back, and you're like, yeah, this jerk again. Then he gets runner-up, and then you're like, oh, but I kind of feel bad for this. Whatever. And then they throw him in our faces on Paradise, and it's like, come on. Like, that was unnecessary because it was all just a ploy to get him to be the Bachelor, right? (laughs) Then he's like thrown into our faces for the bachelor. Then he's like, okay, all right, you know, that's fine. All right. You know, and then now it's like he didn't overdo it after the bachelor. It's like after the bachelor, he was like, I'm not gonna continually like exist in everybody's space for a bit, but I am gonna tell you what I think. And then from there, now I'm like, right i accept that still don't i don't i don't know if i like him i don't know if i'll ever be there i don't know if i'll ever be there but i don't mind when he shows up now in fact i feel like he's the smartest person he's the smartest person to show up as a guest sometimes yeah because when he he, cameo i'm like that's cool he's a true veteran he's a veteran and he doesn't like not every comment he has is solely about what he did. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking about, this is going to be like very specific for St. Louis people. So I apologize for the next one minute or so. <laughs> I was talking to my mom the other day because I saw a post on Facebook about Jim Edmonds and like how much people hate him on the Cardinals broadcast. Oh yeah. And my mom was like, because like I like baseball I can't see him watching baseball right now. I haven't watched a single game. I haven't watched a, a game's worth of baseball all year. Really? I just, I can't stand the way baseball is right now. I can't do strikeout, strikeout, walk, home run. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. It sucks. That's not the point here. But what she was saying is like, he doesn't stop talking and everything he has to say, everything he says is either about an experience he had with a pitcher, experience he had with a batter, or experience he had with one of the other that somehow relates to what's happening on the field. Mm. Like every story is a him story. So he's very self-absorbed. I think it's just like, that's how he always did it. Mm-hmm. So he didn't learn mm-hmm. how to be a broadcaster. He just learned how to compare. But my thought, my when it comes to Nick, I'm just like, he has a lot of insights about his time on the show, but mm-hmm. his insights are also just from like, this is what I'm seeing of this person and this is what it makes me think that they're doing or going through or thinking. Like, it's yeah. not just like, okay, well, when I was on the show and this happened, this is how I did it. Mm-hmm. That, that makes sense. That makes sense because, yeah, he it's almost like he now is like a show advisor. Yeah. You know, or he's like the guy who knows the inside scoop because he's the reason that I heard that producers were going like you know, bat whatever crazy with this whole production mm-hmm. and being like, we never want to do this again. He's the guy that knows that inside scoop now. 
Yeah. You know? And so that I appreciate because now it's like he's this expert where I'm like, yeah. what? He, his whole reputation, just it's taken several evolutions. And I'm like, okay, all right. He revamped himself. But Blake Horseman, get the hell out of here. No. <laughs> Go back to stagecoach. <laughs> Keep DJing. Like, man, oh, man, no. But no, don't don't talk to me from your recliner ever again. I do not care. That's fair. But that's hilarious, though. That whole feud, that led, that's hilarious. <laughs> Objectively funny. Right. He just wants to be relevant. He does. And he knows that he'll be on the front page of Bachelor Reddit every time he trashes Nick. For a moment there, I felt bad for him because of the way that he felt after his paradise debacle, travesty, you know... I felt bad for him because the fans were just like really it. And plus the fans were hateful to him. And plus he stayed on the Island. He overstayed his welcome completely. Never found love. Try to beg every girl <laughs> to like, just give him a rose to give him a chance. I'm randomly, so desperate. Randomly decided he was in love with Christina. Oh my gosh. Like that was so, that was so pathetic. I can't, I, Oh my gosh. But yeah. So I felt bad for him after that. And then now then he can't like then he proved to me he's still he's still the person. Which sucks because I thought he was so nice when he was on Becca season. Whenever I, I whenever I think so whenever I think of that season, two things come to mind. John Paul Jones, because he was a star of that season. <laughs> I forgot about John Paul Jones. <laughs> I it's that comes to mind and then the the interview I heard with Lori K of Lori KPR, mm-hmm. where she told, where she said that she heard how poorly things were going for Blake in Paradise, and begged her other clients when they went to the wedding to tell him to leave. <laughs> That's I, like the fact that that if your if your whole negative cloud carries that much like darkness with you that people <laughs> say like, oh. to LA to LA like like for somebody to be like no get out of there like leave like that is truly hilarious so uh so then <laughs> I think that was it back to, back to the episode all right um it's kind of all downhill from here we have a Jesse calls for a rose ceremony the girls decide that this is our journey. I don't see why we couldn't bend the rules at least a little bit. They decide, Which, like I said, this is where we see that they're smart girls. They make good decisions. They make rational decisions. And they did it together. They decide that <laughs> to send the magician and the twins home. I feel like the magician is like, okay, them, it's obvious they're a package deal. <laughs> but, like, me? Yes. Rachel, yes, Rachel says we've come to the decision that there might not be a connection there for us. We really, really appreciate you guys coming. Then they go back and say, basically, they said, we either didn't get a chance to talk to you or don't hate you. So you're welcome to stay one more week. But those three, I couldn't be in a room with them for five more minutes. <laughs> They're like, yeah, you guys can stay. But we needed, we had a, a rose ceremony, a rose ceremony outside a bit ago and everybody like nobody got a rose (laughs) so 
yeah they should they should have done that they should have had those three outside had the roses and then been like i'm sorry i can't give this to you tonight like did the classic like hold up the rose like you're gonna give it to them and then be like i can't that would have been terrible and insulting (laughs) (laughs) and i would have been here for it (laughs) uh and then that's they um gabby gabby says we are we are asking you to move forward with us to the next week and cancel the rose ceremony tonight so then they get a chance to actually talk to everybody and then we have a uh, aggressively long montage yeah. of of the uh, obligatory makeouts and obligatory crying yeah i like i said i'm sad that they showed us faces of men turning them down yeah i wanted to hear it but don't spoil it by showing me who's turning. Mm-hmm. Them. You know, don't show me, don't show me who's gonna last that long. That's gonna say I love you or some something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want. I those are such spoilers. I wish I hadn't seen. I don't know what they were thinking. Showing faces because that know. takes away from it. Yeah. Uh, but that is all from this week. Uh, Unfortunately, neither one of us could be posting last night because we could not watch it live. But we will be hosting when posting when we do watch live. And Ernie, where can they see your posts when you watch live? They can see us on these awesome posts at, at podcasting for the right reasons on Instagram. Um, it's super fun. We've got a lot of good, really good community growing there. Have fun stories, fun posts, and yeah, at podcasting for the right reasons and you can see my hilarious tweets filled with gifts and jokes on twitter at right reasons pod sometimes i believe that my tweets get lost in all the other funny tweets but if you make sure you're following at right reasons pod you'll make sure you see them every week they'll be they'll be on your timeline don't miss it don't Don't miss miss it share share with your friends share the episode Listen, I know that we're getting some good listens because I've gotten some comments lately about and people sharing stuff about this would be good for the podcast. So did you get did you get a new follower today? Uh oh, I don't know. I think so. so. I got a I got a we random followers every day. <laughs> well, I got a random new follower this morning, so I didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. So that was uh that was fun. Uh, you can also follow the TikTok. The TikTok is at right underscore reasons underscore pod. We're gonna do our best to pick to post some clips from the episode so if you would like to hear us and also see what we look like to match the voice with the face those tiktoks will be available it's just videos from the zoom yup awesome awesome yes uh well i don't really want to do we don't we need to at least wait another wait wait another week or two until we do any kind of rankings Oh, 100%. I have no ranking. Well, actually, I did kind of. T- I told you my favorites. We told so far. Your favorites don't matter. You're not. Okay. You're not on the show. Whatever. Whatever. I basically, am, I feel like I am. If there's two bachelorettes, then I'm basically a bachelorette. Like, they're like no. opening the door for anybody to walk on that show at any given moment. I'm going to put on I a dress unaware. and fly I, to LA. I was unaware. That's how, that's what it meant. <laughs> Listen, the possibilities are endless now. I guess so. So. All right. Well, until next week, remember podcasting for that reasons on Instagram, right reasons pod on Twitter, right underscore reasons underscore pod on TikTok.
Bye, Yeah, buddy. Bye.